and the fawn would come running for the safety of the cottage and hide. And Todd would watch at the window as they rode by, hoping to see again the sweet, glowing face of the princess. But she never came. She came in his dreams, though. She would be riding a white stag through the forest, and she would be smiling at him. So the long years passed, and Todd grew to be a man, and the white fawn became a great white stag. Now he would wander off alone for days into the forest. If the hunting horn sounded, the donkey would bray for him and the cow would bellow, but he only came back when he pleased. And then the time came when he never came back at all. Todd was sad, of course, but he knew it was how it had to be, that his father was right, that wild things will be wild. He was sadder still when his father grew old and died, and he was left on his own. Every month he went off to the town to sell his charcoal, just as his father had, and he always passed by the castle gates, hoping for a glimpse of the princess, but he never saw her. Chapter 3 Then, one morning, he was at the market when the king rode by with his huntsman, a terrible look on his face. "'Why does the king look so angry?' asked Todd. "'Have you not heard?' they said. "'It is because of the king in the forest.' "'The king in the forest? "'A great white stag,' they told him. "'One who wears a crown of horns wider than a man's reach. Ten years the king has been after him, "'but, try as he might, he cannot catch him.' "'As Todd passed the castle gates that evening on his way home, "'he heard the trumpets sounding on the ramparts. "'The whole town came running, and the king came out to speak to them.' No kingdom can have two kings, he thundered. I would be rid of this so-called king in the forest. Therefore, I proclaim that whosoever brings me the antlers of the great white stag shall marry my daughter and so rule my kingdom after me. All night long, Todd searched the forest, calling for the white stag to warn him, to save him. All night long, the donkey brayed and the cow bellowed, but he did not come and he did not come. Dawn came, and Todd heard the hunting horns sounding through the forest. He went home. There was nothing more he could do. All that day he sat on the steps of his cottage, his hands over his ears, so that he need not hear the terrible baying of the hounds. It was almost sundown before Todd looked up, and as he did so, saw the white stag stumbling out of the bracken, the hounds close behind him. He splashed wearily through the pond and struggled up towards the cottage. He tried to go in at the door, but his antlers were too wide. He turned to face the hounds, and there was Todd, swinging his axe around his head, keeping the hounds at bay. The roof, cried Todd, get on the roof, they cannot reach you there. The white stag summoned up his last strength and ran and leapt. With one bound he was on the roof. Then from out of the trees all around came the huntsmen, each one drawing an arrow from his quiver and taking careful aim. No, cried Todd, my house is mine. What is in my house is mine. What is on my house is mine. Call off your hounds and go home and he spoke so strongly that no man amongst them dared argue. When they were gone, 
the white stag jumped down and came to him and put his cold, wet nose against his ear and rested his great head on his shoulder. Dear friend, said Todd, I have only to take your crown of horns and I could then marry the princess of my dreams. But I cannot kill what I love. I cannot. The white stag looked long at Todd. He took a deep breath and began to shake his head furiously. He lowered his antlers to the ground and twisted and turned this way and that, his horns stuck firmly in the earth. And then at last he knelt down in front of Todd. Todd took the antlers one in each hand and felt they were loose. A gentle shake of the head and they were free. Thank you, dear friend, said Todd. But the white stag was already gone.